This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code, it's a secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to bigroddysribs.com to find out more. Lisa, you ruined my barbecue. I demand you apologise this second. I'm never ever apologizing because I was standing up for a just cause and you were wrong, wrong, wrong. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to my room. That's it, go to your room. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Lisa the Vegetarian. I am Dando. I am Mitch. I'm sure you were looking forward to this one, Dando, from probably day one. It's a very, very monumental episode. It deserves the acclaim that it receives. It it changed the landscape of the show so subtly, but in the in a sense that well, Lisa Simpson was never the same. The whole show was never the same. Do you think the whole show was never the same? I think the show changed because of this. Lisa as a mm. character, I feel like Lisa became a lot, a lot more annoying after this episode. She became more adult than she should have been after this episode. Be she became the voice of the writers wanting to push her an agenda. Okay, it'll be interesting to watch that as it goes along because I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also don't, like, purely from the fact that I don't really remember. Like, I've never sat down and watched it in a timeline sequence to figure that out. So, that will be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Well, when I was just watching it for the review, I just couldn't remember another episode where she had such... Maybe Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. That's the only other time where she really pushed an adult agenda on everybody else that made her Mm. seem older than she really is. Can you recall another one? Up to this Uh, point. I just can't think of one. Environment? Surely she's been big on the environment at some point. Has she? Up to this point, though, has she? Because I can't think of one. I lose track of what happens yeah. and when. That's my, my big problem. It's because we watch episodes that we haven't reviewed yet and you forget yeah, what order yeah, they are. I, I, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. like, I I mean, she's always been an adult. She's always been, to an extent, the voice of the writers. But, you know, as I said, I'm not disagreeing with your point that it may have become more prominent from this point on. I think the writers did a very good job in here. I mentioned pushing the agenda, but they rode that line very finely where they didn't push it too hard. It wasn't so much about vegetarianism. It was more about teaching you to treat others and acknowledge that their beliefs aren't wrong just because it's not yours. Yeah, I watched this episode and I don't think they actually in any way paint people who eat meat uh, in a negative light at all. Well, they they do through the eyes of Lisa. Through the eyes of Lisa. Yeah, but not saying that it's wrong though. Yeah, but not through the not through their own eyes. Like no, no. they don't make out anyone to be monsters no. or anything like that. It's just that they show they do a very good job of showing the um insecurity might not be the right word, but the, like the inner monologue and the inner thoughts of what probably goes through the head of um vegetarians. Certainly yep. ones who avoid eating meat out of guilt. Yep. Um because there might be some people that do it purely as a diet thing and, oh, and, and for health probably do it. yeah yeah um but like purely as someone that doesn't want to eat and a living creature and like you know the little sequence where it's like you know lisa i thought you loved me and all that sort of stuff i think that rings true with a lot of people for why they probably would stop eating meat particularly young people well that, that was me i mentioned this in the book i've never eaten lamb after watching this episode it had that effect on me as a kid watching mm. this until sam kekovich came along and <laughs> shocked you back in this admission <laughs> I think a lot of people put this episode in saying that it started a whole generation of vegetarians because vegetarianism wasn't really discussed on TV sitcoms before this. Mm. When can you recall a TV episode discussing vegetarianism? I can't really think of any other one. At this point in like, was it 1995? 95, yeah. 
vegetarians were still seen as weird. They're still seen as different now, but not like they were 20 years ago. It certainly wasn't very mainstream. You couldn't go to a cafe and have a whole vegetarian menu like you do now. Mm. Don't you think? I didn't go to many cafes when I was seven, so it's hard (laughs) for me to comment with any real insight. But yeah, I I think it's, it's something that has grown year on year as just to how how populist it is. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was important too that this episode didn't have a sub-story because this episode needed the time mm. for everything to sink in. Yeah. There were so many pivotal moments throughout the episode that if they weren't given time, they just cut to something else wacky like Mo doing Uncle Mo's family feedback. It mm. wouldn't have meant as much. Yeah, exactly right. It's also got one of my uh, favourite cameos from Paul McCartney, obviously because I'm a big Beatles fan. Mm. But I love it because... I was going to say, he doesn't really do much. He doesn't do much. And it sort of feels... He doesn't even sing the song. He gets a poo to do it. It sort of feels shoehorned in Mm. at the end. But I love the fact that he only agreed to do it if Lisa remained a vegetarian. Because he did that, because of this cameo, Mm. that's why the character changed. Because you just know they would have changed Lisa back to being... Or do you think they... Would they have stuck to it? Do you think they would have forgotten about it and made Um, made it go back to normal? I don't know. I feel like that... You don't do an episode like this and make it mean as much as it does and then not have a stay with it that way. Mm. I think the people that were pitching it were very keen on it staying and they were pretty prominent um, positions in the writing staff. And so, I, I probably would have stayed the same. Apparently, the showrunner, David Merck, just become a vegetarian. So, maybe he yeah. would have kept Lisa because that's just him living yeah. vicariously through Lisa. Um, you know, one interesting thing that I found is that David Cohen was a person who actually pitched David this. David X. Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David X. Cohen, not to be confused with David S. Cohen, no. former <laughs> FBI director. Um but anyway, so he had pitched the idea and he said it was just like a writer's pitch one day and he was sort of half distracted thinking about lunch and literally just wrote, Lisa becomes a vegetarian question mark. Yeah, on the back, yeah. So the, we were watching the episode, what's it called? The future one? She gets married? Lisa's wedding. Lisa's wedding, of course. <laughs> um, when we were watching that and she's a vegetarian in the future, we were like, was that planting a seed? Probably just a yeah, coincidence right. based on the way he told based on the way he explained that pitch. He could have maybe watched that episode and just stuck in his mind and just sort of... Maybe. You know, reignited. Yeah, but it wasn't like they wrote that having planned for this. How weird is it thinking that for the first six and a half seasons or six seasons and a bit, she wasn't vegetarian? It's so instilled in her character now that you mm. just... It's sort of jarring when you go back and watch your ones and she's eating meat with the family. You think, oh, We've, oh yeah, that's right. It wasn't until season seven. Yeah, we'd spoken about that um, in I think the we past. in the book. Either that or I reckon we have spoken about it on the podcast as oh, well. Oh, okay. But it is one of those things that... It's jarring at first, then you get used to it pretty quickly, and then she transitions into vegetarian. Like, if you're watching it in order, and, yeah. you know, it's a pretty smooth move going forward. It's just that first hit in the face. We're like, oh, yeah, look at her hoeing into those pork chops. I really feel sorry for Homer in this episode, because he hasn't changed the way he goes about his life at all. But all of a sudden, his daughter hates him for being who he's always been. Mm. He can't quite understand it. Yeah, and I mean, there's that moment where he's saying about how I don't know what I did wrong, but I know it's always my fault. It's all, and that's that was the moment there. You're like, oh, mm. poor guy. Yeah. And Lisa, she has to go this way from a writing standpoint for it to then have a poo and uh, Paul and Linda McCartney come in and talk about tolerance. But she's real over-the-top shitty towards Homer. Like, calling him a prehistoric dinosaur. She is wrong. Like, for the fact that only one and a half days ago, you were that exact same prehistoric dinosaur. Yeah. Just because you saw a cute fucking lamb, suddenly you get righteous and think that you're better than him. There's one moment where she says, I won't apologize. I'm standing up for a right cause. You were wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like, no, you can't say that. No. You're, you're not right either. Yeah. New name for the episode. What have you got? Um, I've got uh, Unpleased to Meet You. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, Well, I didn't write anything down, so that's better than what I had. Barely. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Did you say unpleased? Is unpleased not a word? 
Now it's a word. It just feels cumbersome and unwieldy. Not pleased to meet you. Yeah, no, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> I'll, I'll change it to not please then. <laughs> um, uh, lentil is anything? That'll do. <laughs> what was your favourite moment? Uh, it's it's the both the acting. Every now and then you get brilliant moments where the acting perfectly matches up with the animatic. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's Hank as Chief Wiggum just zonked out on meat but refusing to quit. <laughs> so Can't stand just up. Just the way, yeah, it's like, seemed to have... Uh, Last the power to stand up on my own here. <laughs> just the way he's just all gut, just expanding. It's like, wing me another one of them uh, hot dogs. Or burgers. Or hamburgers. How yeah. accurate is Homer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until Bart comes along and ends up on Lisa's face. Would you ever attempt that at a barbecue of your own? Throwing a, bar- a burger across the decking in your backyard, mm. hoping to land in bread. You'd want to practice it a few times first. If you pour it off, though, hero. Oh, Fuck yeah. It'd be that thing if you want cameras on you at that moment. Yeah. Because if it does stick, you're going to be replayed over and over and over again. It'd be like one of those videos, you know, where they shoot basketball shots from miles away Mm. and they do it all day, but then they show you the one time they get it in. Yeah, exactly. Like that, just hamburger, hamburger, hamburger. Yeah. (laughs) The guys that uh, did that for charity, I think, off the top of the, like the light tower from the West, uh, from the Wacker. Crazy. Or or there was a 200 foot putt that was. um, Made a little while ago. Foot. Same guys again for charity. Or then there's a brilliant video on YouTube that's the exact opposite of that, where they take a, a Euro PGA pro, yeah, and give him 500 shots. We watched this. You discussed hitting, this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, hitting a hole in one, and he doesn't get it. So in in this instance, they show you many of the ones that he misses, and it's just watching a man fall apart. He, he gets frustrated, doesn't he? Oh, it mentally destroys him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would think one in 500 chance you're going to get at least. And he one. gets it so close so many times. Yeah. You feel so bad for the guy. He just wants to be released from the torment. Uh, my favourite moment from the episode, besides the ending, was Marge's, Bard, no! <laughs> Sorry, I to have it. We jumped onto Twitter, by we the did. way, Dando, and asked people uh, what their thoughts of the episode were. Um, at underscore Terry Perry, mm. not Terry and Sherry. Really love the episode. It's always been one of the favourites. Especially love the ending, as you were just to talk about, where Homer and Lisa reunite. Yeah, Good music cue. What did they play? Maybe I'm amazed, Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. So, I knew that was in the credits. I wasn't yeah. sure if that started straight away. Yeah. At Jeff Lavery 1 says it's the best episode starring Paul, uh, Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. Um, He's only been in three. Has he been in three? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know. Nah, you got me, you bastard. At Craving Results, related to this one really hard, grew up a vegetarian. So, okay. yep. uh, also quoting particularly, you don't win friends, you don't win friends with salad. Um, it is like there's two really long-standing quotes that come from this episode. Yeah. You don't win friends with salad and, and it's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. The, you don't win friends with salad has sort of become the classic rebuttal for a meat eater to a vegetarian. Yeah. It's just it's a, it's a one of those things that you say to a vegetarian and a vegetarian finds it hard to get angry because everyone loves The Simpsons. It's like, ah, uh, you've taken the piss out of me, but I love The Simpsons and I know what mm. you're talking about. I'm going to let you get away with it. Uh, at... Saul underscore four two seven three kind mm-hmm. of hated it when he was younger. Uh, Same, I did. I didn't for the like fact it. that um, he he hated that Lisa ruined Homer's barbecue, uh, which he felt was a dick move. So it was he kind of it, it was, was hard yeah. to sympathise. Uh, still believe that it was. Yet now I empathise with Lisa as she overcame a great anger to accept that other people hold different beliefs, and I believe and he believed deserves praise for that. Yeah. At No Sleep Till Bed chimes in, uh, this episode is the reason that he applied to Bovine University his senior year of high school, <laughs> so making a difference to the future of everybody. Speaking of that, mm. Ralph suddenly not so dumb in this episode. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. I can't believe I used to go out with you. Yeah. It gets played up and down a little bit. Mm. He still hasn't fully transitioned into the Ralph that I yeah. turned, that I became to that hate. you love. Oh, you, do you hate? Not hate, but... Oh, you hate when he's just done for the sake of comedy, the, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I hate the over... The I never disproportionate quite, amount of love. I never got the love for Ralph. Yeah. Because, yeah, anyway. In regards to the comment you mentioned before about how she ruined Homer's barbecue, Homer really didn't do anything wrong in this whole episode, did he? No, apart from... He only got angry at Lisa when she ruined his barbecue. Apart from the sin of envy with Flanders' barbecue. Yeah, in regards to Lisa, I should say. He didn't... Yeah. He, he didn't he didn't judge her or anything. That was me, the sin of envy. Yeah. Like, I'm, like I'm religious. <laughs> he, uh, he, just, he just was having a barbecue. It's only because I've seen seven that I even know that it is a sin. I should throw that out to people. <laughs> Funny thing, a uh, box came in today. My boss of works. What's, What's in, in the, the box? box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> her pretty little head. Oh, crazy. Anyway, uh, was Have that all from oh, uh, Yeah, that's it. Have you ever heard the story of um, a woman going off her head, like, that's bad pun, mm. uh, going off at David Fincher about that scene. No. So, it's a Where? thing. In what forum? So, like, on the street or something like okay. that, I imagine. So, it's like, Seven's come out and then he's bumped into this woman and she's saying it's a deplorable, despicable ending and that sort of thing. And he's like, what, what, what's your problem? He's like, how dare you show her decapitated head? He's like, I didn't. Mm. And this woman swore black and blue. Because it cuts to her face, not the no, head. No, it doesn't even cut to her face. It does. No, it doesn't. It does. We watched it at work the other day. Oh, wait. What? Back in an apartment or something? No, no, no. Yeah, like her, not her face in the box, just her alive. Like a memory of her. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, quickly. Yeah. 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 Okay. But this woman was like convinced that he had inserted a decapitated shot. I think everyone did it. Like, like, I, I remember the head being there. I went back and watched it. I went, oh, mm. it wasn't there. Anyway, spoilers for seven. <laughs> but it does, a, it does a great job of just that final scene. Brad Pitt's acting is amazing. Oh, it's the best he's ever been. Yeah. And probably the best he will ever be. The way, and, and not only just him, it's almost the best anyone will ever be in that sort of distraught moment. You're able to hear what's going on in his head without him saying it. Yeah. The bit where like he just sort of half drops the yeah. gun and, and thinks about yeah. it. And then it's just, no, nah, fuck this. Yeah. Bang. Which is what probably nine out of ten men would do in that situation. Yeah, I'd imagine. Well, I mean, men who are cops that have been trained to kill in particular. Yeah. I can't remember the ending. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Seven. Everyone's seen Seven by this point. Mm. Does he get arrested? No, it's more like a consoled thing. I mean, he's a detective. He's been pushed over the edge and he killed a murderer. It's not like anyone's going to really be pushing too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trivia for... Morgan Freeman testifies against him on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) I told him not to do it. (laughs) Told him not to open the box. (laughs) (laughs) My first question, how hot was it in the car? Ah... That's also my first question okay. for you. So, uh, I mean, I'll, it's a hundred. Oh wait, was one hundred and fifty degrees? It was. Okay. You, How? My question. Yeah. What is that in Celsius? Ah, uh, what's the fraction then? I'll try and work it out. I actually don't know. I only, <laughs> oh, what is I, it? I just keep jumping on. I'm going to say it's forty higher, fifty, sixty-five. Whoa, yeah. shit. Which I think cars can get like that hot. What's well, probably had children? So, die yeah, don't there. leave children or grandpas in cars or dogs. Or dogs. Or anything that's alive. Mm. Just don't put it in there. Mm. Fruit? Will fruit wither and go rotten? Oh, eventually. Eventually, yeah. My second question. Oh, you asked your second question because I spoiled your first. Um, This is a blink and you'll miss it one. What colour was the woodsman's beanie? Red. Purple. Purple, okay. Stroke pink. I, I think purple, but it's one of those ones that could possibly yeah. go either way. What's inside of a hot dog, according to Lisa's brain? Oh, I reckon it's I saw a four things. I reckon I saw a badger, raccoon, raccoon, uh, a boot. Mm-hmm. That's as much as now. I I'll give you a, cu- a clue. Hugo. Oh, a rat, or a pigeon. 
A rat and a pigeon, pigeon rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, next question from you. Uh, what does two minus three equal? Negative fun. Yes. What's for lunch at school? There's three things that Lisa uh, reads before she asks for non-meat. I was busy eating my own meat. Yeah. Um, delicious lasagna, uh, uh, spaghetti bolognese that I made, if anyone was curious. Um, look, I reckon... Well, hot dogs, obviously, because she turns out a hot dog bun. Nah, that wasn't one of the three things listed. What? I call shenanigans. I know. <laughs> Sloppy Joes. Giblet McNiblets. Ooh. Uh, Salisbury. I think that might be pronounced giblet. But... Giblet McNiblets, okay. Yep. Uh, Salisbury steak. Salisbury balls. Oh, ooh. And just cow legs. Yeah, right. All the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. I don't think I'd eat that as a meat eater. Uh, my last question. What object is in the river as the pig floats by? Uh, is it just a log? Nope. What is it? It is, There are two drums of nuclear waste. Okay, cool. I've got two more. What three things happen to the pig? So, it's just a little... So, it gets just a little dirty, mm-hmm. and it's just a little slimy, yeah. and it's just a little airborne. Correct. And finally, what movies are on at the drive-in when a poo points over to it? Mm, no, I didn't look. One's not a real movie. One is. One's I Spit on Your Grave, which is an intense movie. Yeah, I've not seen it, but I understand the concept of I Spit on Your Grave. That's like a, a woman... Random, like... Sexually assaulted, left guys, for dead, ra- and then comes back rape and... Rape her. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. Um... Very last house on the left is what I kind of took out of the synopsis of I Spit on Your Grave. The next movie is called I Thumb Through Your Magazines. I see this as like they're saying that raping a poo of his money because you're thumbing through the magazines and you're reading the magazines as opposed to paying for them. When you thumb through magazines, um, that's what is it in relation? I, 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 or am well, I looking into it too much? I think so. Okay. Because I would have just thought it's like I Spit on Your Grave, I Thumb Through... Like one's a grave insult, one's a mild annoyance. Okay, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the correct way of looking at it's it. It's a less fucked up way of <laughs> yes, looking at it. Yeah. Alrighty, so the original air date was October 15th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, the boys' room is not a water park. Did you ever do that at school with the taps? You spray each other with the taps? Put your uh, thumb on it so yeah, it squirts? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or you get sticks in there so like, you, you get oh, a yeah, stick it in, yeah. far enough down the <laughs> drinking know. fountain or the drinking bubbler and it shoot, like, squirts in your eye. Hide around the corner. It's not so, like, for people that haven't done that, it's not that the stick shoots out. It's just that water sprays everywhere. Yes, it's so good. And it's classic. <laughs> Classics never die. <laughs> the couch gag is robotic paint guns color Simpson family. Mm. I, just rem- I just had a flashback to water bomb fights. Like, and as much as we've obviously covered that to an extent in the episode, more to the point when you're filling a water, like when someone would get a supersized water bomb, pop it on the tap, turn the tap on, and then leave. Run. Yes. So, and then like five minutes later, you're strolling by and there's just like the fucking, the blob. From yeah. Another, it's just yeah. bulging in the hallway. There's no way of tying it up. No. It's just off and then just water. Yeah. So, it kicks off with the family on their way to Storytown Village. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that they're going to do something for Maggie. Because they very rarely do anything for Maggie. She's just sort of there yeah. when they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And she seems to appreciate that they've made an effort for her as well. She does. And I guess it's a thing that you should do as a parent. You should take note of this, Dan. I should. <laughs> that when you're older, look for... Sorry, when you're older. When your child is a little bit older or born. <laughs> <laughs> Exists. <laughs> um, make sure that every now and then we go places for the young one. Do I take... for This is a local reference, but do I take my child to, to Fairy Park? I, is that a staple of a Geelong? I think parent? you kind of have to. You have to if, don't if you yeah. haven't. Um, it's, that's this is essentially the Geelong yeah. Storytown Village, isn't it? Like I don't old think robots that don't work. I don't, I don't think you're actually allowed to put your name on a kid's birth on a kid's birth certificate unless it has gone to Fairy Park. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
So Grandpa is then asking, are we there yet? What Bart and Lisa's classic gag. Then the, where are we going? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> are we there yet? Where are we going? Where are we going? Lisa, that's just a setup for Lisa to explain to go to Storytown Village. Marge says, don't worry about it. It's going to be a good fun because the kids aren't looking forward to it mm. at all. From ages eight to God only knows. Eight to God only knows. Cut to the sign. Fun for ages one to seven and a half. Perfect. First great joke yes. of the episode. <laughs> the three little pigs is the first one they see. Homer buys into this. Mm. He's into it. Some bad stuff is about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Bart's like, oh, yeah, he's pretending to get into the spirit, but Marge believes him. That's it. Mm. It's kind of like when you are getting into the Christmas spirit for your younger brother or sister. Yeah. He doesn't even, he doesn't actually pretend to get in the spirit. No, no, no. He's, he's taking the piss. I should say, but she yeah. thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know when your little brother and sister, we have younger listeners, so we won't say too much, but when you're going to get into the Christmas spirit for mm. him, when you're just at the age of like 10 to 12 and you're like, it's like not cool anymore. Yeah. Or were you just a mean brother and just told them everything? No. Um, I was actually in a very... What's the age gap between you and your sister? Three and a half. Okay. So, you're you're at that point. Whereas me, I was way older. So, by the time I knew... like, Did you, did you live with your brother and sister? Well, I had some in each household. Okay. Because of the... Yeah. yeah so, yeah, like yeah. parents parents divorced and then each had kids again. Yeah. So, um, but there's like an eight through to... I want to say... Eight year difference. Eight to 12, 12, 14? I don't know. There's a big big age gap. So, I would have been like 15 and the kids would have been seven or something like that. You were having your own presents before they were born. Yeah. Like, I was already old enough to be like, okay, so clearly I'm I'm virtually one of the adults when it comes time to Christmas now. Like, so I... There was no element of... You were Santa Claus walking in the door. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) They put a beard on you. Where'd Mitch go? (laughs) (laughs) He's helping park the reindeer. (laughs) You know what my dad did once? He went because my dad hunts a lot. He went and got rabbit shit, right? Mm. And then put it in, on the kitchen floor and said that oh, reindeer, reindeer shit. Reindeer pellets. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we well, believe, not, we believed it. Not nice, but <laughs> yeah, no, you it's know a thing that. you could do. Yeah, we believed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would have been great if it had been like rabbit pellet, rabbit pellet, rabbit pellet, rabbit Actual pellet. Shit. And at the very end, yeah, like he's dropped one <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> like the kid from Whoa. Sopranos. Have you seen that scene? Rudolph must have been, you know, he's eaten something nasty. <laughs> What was in those cookies? <laughs> so they just watch the three little pigs. Then, and I love how Maggie claps when it's finished. The house just lifts a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But she she thinks it's the greatest. She's thing into ever. it. Yeah. Then Homer it was good, not great. Yeah. Then they're watching Goldilocks. I mentioned it before. The shitty mm. audio. How great is that as a gag? It's it sounds r- perfect. Yeah, it is. It is brilliant. Of course, nowadays you'd have to run an uh, explanation to audi- uh, to American audiences that your TV set wasn't broken. Yes. <laughs> a la Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> Then Grandpa is in the bed, and he's a little bit of a throwback to him being left in the car. Oh, we, we skipped over the gag of, just leave me in the car with the window down. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> but then sneaks onto the train ride by limbo- limboing. That's limboing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he pays the price. Doesn't get hurt. But really cops that bridge in the nose. I, it doesn't look like it's very heavy, though. No, but it would have stung. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's just right in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it was. This was actually fun to sort of relive some old fairy tales, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Or... um. Well, they're all fairy tales. Well, that's all Fairy Park yeah. is. It's just all Snow White and things mm. like that. Yeah. Did Fairy Park have dinosaurs? Probably. Is that the place that had? I know there's some place somewhere nearby that has like a dinosaur area. Yeah, for some reason. Mm. I guess kids love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> Let's go to Fairy Park. As long as there's dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> then go to Little Bo Peep's petting zoo. And this is where the episode really kicks in. I don't like the gag of Maggie with the food pellets. I thought it was stupid. Um, Mar- yeah, I, I because was, Marge wasn't even really that concerned. She's like, "Oh dear." I was expecting her to be left nude. Yeah, but the, the fact that Marge doesn't really respond to it, 
She doesn't panic. No, she yeah. goes, oh my. So it's like, oh, did it really need to be there? Because it doesn't lead to anything. It's just a weird gag. Mm. Anyway, but then Lisa is with the lamb. And that's where the episode really starts. She falls in love with the lamb. Oh, you are so cute. Yes, you are. You are. I just love you. <laughs> See, it was a good idea to come here after all. It is a pretty cute lamb. It is a very cute lamb. Yeah, and I like the procession of... We missed the awe. Yeah. Progress- progressively cuter lambs. Like, the first one's cute. Yeah. Then the second one's cute, and then the third one's just ridiculous. And yeah. then the second one walking in front. Get out of the way! Yes. <laughs> Get that cat out of the way! <laughs> out of the way, you! They arrive home, and then Homer hears the Flanders barbecue going down. Yeah. You are... Lord Thistlewick Flanders. That's you. <laughs> In what way? How am I Lord Thistlewick? If you were a Flanders... I don't know. I don't, I, that's who I would be. I just thought... If, there was ever gonna be a, if Mitch was ever going to be a Flanders, it's that one. Yeah, well... Okay. Charmed. Charmed. I'll take it. <laughs> Googly doogly. <laughs> but what's going on at the barbecue? It's just a family reunion, well, basically, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a barbecue. There's not Maud, much more to it. They're all just different versions of Maud Flanders and, and kids. And Ned Flanders. Yeah. Jose Flanders, I like. Yes, yeah. Homer is not... Happy, though, that he hasn't been invited. Mm. You're having a family reunion and you didn't invite me. I know, right? And then he decides to plan his own barbecue yeah. and you invite who he oh, wants. Yeah. Can I come? Sure. <laughs> the next line is one of my favourites in the whole episode. The this, extra ingredient is salt? No. Well, <laughs> this barbecue is going to be hard, thankless work, but I think you're up to it, Marge. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. The guy's planning the barbecues, but it's up to the woman to go get the meat and the man cooks the meat. Well, not... Not in your relationship, Not in maybe, my relationship. But in the majority of I'm ones. a standalone, but it's, yeah. And it's always like when you're cooking meat on a barbecue, men just gather around. They flock. You just, they just stand there and just yeah. smell it. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm contributing just by being here. It'd be a really funny sketch, actually, if like um, women have fe- women hunters and the barbecue is the trap that they use. But yes, the uh, the lamb chops talking yes. about how delicious they are. I was like, you could say the extra ingredient is salt. Yes. That is so true of anything, by the way. Yeah. If salt- you like. What about pepper, though? Uh, pepper in some cases, but Salt if you're ever things. if you're ever eating something or you're ever cooking something and you're like, I'm not sure that I've nailed this, add salt. And it always works. It or does. Eight times out of ten it will work. Yeah. Especially, I've made a pasta bake. Sometimes it's not as strong as I want it to be. Yeah, yeah. A bit of salt. Bit of salt. Perfect. Boom. Yep. So, what, what kind of spaghetti did you make, by the way? I'm intrigued. You mentioned I actually before. went uh, full on, uh, when I say full on, like a lot of the time with spaghetti, I'll, I'll might throw nine or ten different bits and pieces in there to try and really bring it out. But I went back to, like, Italian roots with this. I just went pork mince. <laughs> By Italian roots? Two Italian roots <laughs> of someone else's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pork mince, bit of onion, bit of bacon, usual staples, um, some red wine, some passata, like 500 grams of passata, two, grams tin, two tins of diced tomatoes, and then some fresh rosemary sticks. I just popped them straight in the sauce and picked off some basil, and that was it. I've got a good idea. And it was one of the most amazingly tasty things I've ever made. I've got a good idea. You say that recipe and I'll play it backwards over the outro of this episode. <laughs> that actually did happen, by the way. Paul McCartney did read... A, did re- actually put a recipe for lentil soup. If you go back and listen to it and you play it in reverse, I put the video up on the Facebook page yesterday. You hear him say it. Yeah, okay. And then he, he ends it with, oh, by the way, I am actually alive, which is a Beatles gag. Yeah, okay. always say Be- Paul was dead. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live sketch of Eddie Murphy... No. Saying that he was the fifth Beatle, no. Um, that he was Clarence, and like back when he was there, the the band was originally called the Clarences. Um, no. and he's like, you know, 
you know, I, I molded those boys. I wrote all them songs. Help was originally titled Help Me Man. <laughs> she got, was, um, she, she loves, loves you was originally titled She Loves You Man. And She Got a Ticket to Ride was originally titled She Got a Ticket to Ride and the Bitch Don't Care, Man. <laughs> but then. Paul McCartney. I don't know. Anyway, it would be so funny. He's so that. fucking good in it. He's so straight, dead, deadpan. What happened but to then, him? Oh well, we'll come to that. Okay. But then um, the kicker is they play one of the songs backwards. He's like, "Here's one of our original recording sessions. Um, if you, I'm going to play this backwards, you can hear them talking about me." And <laughs> yeah. then he plays it backwards. Like, "Hey, Paul, why don't we kick out Clarence and steal all these good ideas?" <laughs> that's, that's, that's so good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Eddie Murphy that decided that he wanted to make movies for his kids for instead family, of movies yeah. for adults. That's it. And then just decided he wanted to stop making movies in general. Pretty much, yeah. But I suppose why would you need to when you're Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he just has different priorities. He, yep. He's still as funny if he wanted to be. Have you seen the one with the the, the heist with Ben Stiller? Tower heist? Yeah, he's funny in that. He is good in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you married? No, I'm married. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the closest we've got to old school Murphy mm. since. Well, we're we gonna say another movie. I was gonna say he's very good in Dreamgirls, but that's um, he, it's a different stuff. Yeah, yeah, different movie. It is very good though. He is very good. I won't say it is very good, but he's very he's, good uh, within it. It's his performance I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Please, Lisa. I thought you loved me. Loved me. This is the thing for Ash. Like, Ash can eat meat, but she can't eat meat off the bone because that hum. Well, I want to say humanizes. Makes it real. Yeah. Exactly. It's like eating with a bone in there. Suddenly, it's a very real animal that I'm eating that used to be alive and walking around mm. as opposed to just a bit of meat. It makes me sound stupid, but I find it hard to eat meat sometimes. Mm. Because that doesn't I, make you sound stupid. I, just, I mean, I, it's, 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 if anything, this episode has taught you that it doesn't. It's just a thing that you can have. I know, but you, sort of, you say that with other guys and guys usually hang shit on you because of mm. it. But I... For some reason, I have no issue eating chicken. Maybe it's because I'm scared of them. Like, I'm scared. If a chicken's running at me, I'll run. I don't know why I'm scared of them. <laughs> oh, that was mm, that was enjoyable. Um, so, that scene from Rocky where he's trying to catch it in the backyard. <laughs> I'm running You're away. You're hiding behind the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember always. Don't do it, Rocky! When I to- don't touch it! <laughs> when I used to go shooting with my dad. Um, the guy used to have chickens, and his chickens would always chase me. I fucking hated it. Oh, man. Well, of course, well, hang on. You're going shooting around them. Of course, they're going to be chasing you. No, no. We're shooting rabbits, wild rabbits. Yeah, the chicken doesn't know that. It's just hearing no, gunshots. We're not shooting there. We're going to the guy's house that owns a property, and okay. he had chickens. You'd get out of the car. I wouldn't get out of the car, because the chickens were just there just chasing come, after me. Just coming up to say hi. I just wanted some pellets. Mate. No way. These things had a so you're, They had an agenda. So you eating chicken six or seven nights a week. Them, yeah, that's them. your revenge. revenge. <laughs> one chicken at a time until I finally get the I'll one get that lived on that farm. Lisa, get a hold of yourself. This is lamb, not a lamb. What's the difference between this lamb and the one that kissed me? This one spent two hours in the broiler. But sensible bites. All right, Lisa, if you don't want lamb chops, there's lots of other things I can make. Chicken breast, rump roast, hot dogs. No, I can't. I can't eat any of them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lisa, honey, are you saying you're never going to eat any animal again? What about bacon? No. Ham? No. Pork chop? Dad, those all come from the same animal. (laughs) Yeah, right, Lisa. A wonderful, magical animal.
Then we get, like, just before, I think it's before the cut, the fight over the chop where she's like, Bart, here is Bart being insensitive where he's trying yeah. to, like, wave it in her face. Yes. Slaps it. Just, I love that it goes in Homer's mouth and he just accepts it. Like, yeah. Oh, well, this is mine now. It's here now. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we come back from commercial mm-hmm. and there's a line here from Lisa that's it's too adult. I didn't, I didn't think it was right. Mm. My family just simply don't understand my newfound vegetarianism. Eight-year-olds don't talk like that. Yeah. That's that's a, too, script, a bit too much. That's purely a script writer who's trying to reset what the show is yeah. in case you've only just turned it on from the commercial. I feel like you could have done it in a more childish way. Probably. Without saying it like that. Yeah. But, you know, had to be there. Ralph, they're here to dissect the worms. And Ralph, unfortunately, eats his worms. But it means mm-hmm. he gets to go to sleep. Go to sleep where he's a Viking. Did you ever have... Dissect? Hero, no, hero dreams. Did you ever have recurring dreams where you were a thing? I, I dreamt I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle once. No, I used to have a recurring dream of playing... Uh, in the football games with AFL football, like an AFL oh, football okay. game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Would it be that you were in the team or were you just in the crowd and someone goes down and Peter Riccardi would turn and look <laughs> at me? you and go, kid. Yes. <laughs> go, Who, me? Pass me that towel. <laughs> Not Riccardi, David Mench. Okay. <laughs> no, but I would just be in the game and I'd be kicking goals. And the other one I used to have a recurring one would be, maybe because I was an obsessed wrestling fan, but I was in a TLC match. Yeah, okay. but for some reason, I, like obviously not, chasing waterfalls, I would do all these not stunts. stick into the rivers that you used to. I could, <laughs> I, could I didn't do, know that they ever had a wrestling career. There was no scrubs, that's for sure. I could do whatever stunts I wanted and never get hurt. It was like it's right. like I knew you I was like dreaming. Foley. <laughs> yes, exactly right. It was so good. I'll never forget when I went through over the top rope and through tables. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> tables wrapped in barbed wire and on fire. Have you ever had recurring dreams? Um, I used to, I wasn't a hero. Like I said, I, I more had one-off ones. So just like, the, ch- were you Donatello? No, I was just with them. Oh, okay. I was a, you were Casey Jones. I think Jones. I was actually a human. Yeah, I might've been Casey Jones. <laughs> I was the equivalent of Casey Jones, but I was still called Mitch. But Did I was carrying around a hockey stick. I was in the blimp. Like, you know, the turtle blimp. Turtle blimp. Yeah, yeah. I was like flying over New York. That was a really sweet dream. Um, I've had cricket. So you had been to New York before you went there. Yes. As it turns out, it was all 2D, but <laughs> yeah. still much, the thought was there. Um, I've had cricket dreams similar to the footy ones that you were talking about, but I used to have uh, dreams about giants. I would dream about giants a lot when I was a kid. Giants? I mean, I was terrified of them. And it wasn't until... This is a really ingenious idea that uh, someone, like a family friend, gave me a toy gun to go to sleep with. And was <laughs> they were like, this is a magical gun. If you have any bad dreams, you'll be able to use that to fight off the giants. Cure. Oh, so you, never knew never about had a nightmare dreams. ever again. People knew about these dreams. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would talk about. Like, that I was a kid that dreams about giants. <laughs> it wasn't like public news, so I wasn't on the front page <laughs> of the paper with it. <laughs> Red Jack and the Beanstalk was just never the same again. I don't. Yeah, it must have been like the. Or would you watch Bobby Boucher talking to the Big Show on I the Water like, Boy? I feel like when you're little, giants feel like they're going to be more of a problem in real life than they actually are. They feel like they're going to actually exist. Yeah, they could be out be. there somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, adults, that adults feel like giants when you're a kid. There's the Where's Wally episode when he's in the land of the giants. I don't remember that one. Mm, that's a good one. But what, what was the one? Is it Gulliver's Travels? The guys yes, the down in Lilliput. Terrible remake, apparently, with Jack Black. With Jack Black, never saw it. Okay. <laughs> good reason. When you say terrible remake, I don't think there's ever been a good version of it. It was a novel. Okay. So. No, but there was a movie. Or short. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, none of them. Not are, a good movie. None of them are worth watching. <laughs> yeah. Just read the book. Lisa just can't dissect the worm because it's talking back to her like the lamb was. In a lamb's voice. Yeah. And she says, I just can't do it. Sorry. The teacher, Miss Hoover, pushes the independent thought alarm button. First. Like, that's a good joke the first time. Yep. And it works just on its own. And then it pays off so much better in her scene. Definitely. 
Lisa then asks for vegetarian food at school, but they don't, do they? All she has is a bun. Maybe the meatloaf. Yes, <laughs> that is a good line, yeah. Uh, but this is what it was like. Okay, this is what it was like yeah. in 1995. You go to a place, if you're a vegetarian, there was very limited options. Mm. So this this so this kind of feels like a data gag now because I'm sure there'd be vegetarian options in schools now. Well, she still calls her out saying that you need to have this. So if anything, it's still a joke about how shit their cafeteria is. Yeah, okay. And I do love her. Like, Do you remember when you lost your passion for this work? Uh-oh. Two independent thought alarms in one day. The students are overstimulated. Willie, remove all the colored chalk from the classrooms. I warned you! Didn't I warn you? That colored chalk was forged by Lucifer himself! Bart and Lisa are then watching Itchy and Scratchy. I like in this cartoon that he dies by seeing the bill seeing as the opposed bill? to eating himself. Yeah, that's a very funny death. Yeah. The only thing is, when his head explodes, where's his, where did his stomach go? Um, good question. Well, uh, yeah, good question. Cartoons don't have to make sense, though. Cartoons no, they- within cartoons especially don't have to make sense. <laughs> Seriously flabby gut on Scratchy. Yeah. Like, to be able to get from all the way under the table onto a plate. He looks very comfortable. Yeah. Wish I could have a gut like that and be proud of it. <laughs> One that's like the never-ending pudding. Like, you can just <laughs> eat it as much as you like and it keeps like, coming back. Like a, a giant uh, water balloon. <laughs> Lisa is just getting a bit annoying here, the whole... That Itchy and Scratchy promotes violence against animals. Mm. It's like, shut up, Lisa. That's <laughs> Leave it alone. You don't have to be annoying about everything. When she goes in on a cause, she goes all in. Yes. Cartoons don't have to have messages, though, according to Bart. It's just people getting hurt, stuff like that. Yeah. Which What's is, the, and, uh, and it's funny. I was looking for a GIF, by the way, uh, as far as people being preachy, I was looking for a GIF yeah. for the Twitter post and came across one from later seasons of a guy saying that... Um, uh, Simpsons? Yeah. I, I don't eat anything that casts a shadow. That's her. That's voiced by Charlie from the Mighty Ducks. That character um, jo- is that who was Charlie? Was that Josh Hartnett? Josh, no, Josh Joshua Jackson. Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he is a. That's where Lisa goes vegan after yeah, the episode. Right. Gotcha. I know. Does she go vegan? Maybe she said no. Nah, I think she does go vegan. But he is a vegan, and he sort of converts, and she falls in love yeah, with him. Right. Like a heart Till the character that voices the uh, the character that the actor that played Adam Banks comes in <laughs> and <laughs> swoops her away from under him. <laughs> oh, Banksy! What did he, what happened to that guy? Don't know. Well, who was probably the, went the way the most. The yeah, most Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks people. Who went. was the heartthrob of the Mighty Ducks movie, the first one? It wasn't Charlie. It was, it was Emilio. The, for, for, <laughs> for younger girls. Um, out of the team. Fulton had a bit of that bad boy attitude, although he farted. So he that, would, yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. worked well for that younger girls. Um, no, I think it would have been Charlie. He was the nice guy next door. Yeah, sweet, sweet little innocent eyes. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> sort, of, sort of boy that you'd take home to your parents. I mean, not you. I would have had a chance. Collective girls out there. <laughs> Not now, I mean. We get the BYOBB classic. Come to Homer's BBBQ. The extra B is for BYOBB. What's that extra B for? That's a typo. Lisa wants a barbecue without meat. Homer's response this is, is a great it's amazing. It's, it's the, remember I said he says goobers when we were looking at the goobers? Yeah, right. I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah. Yo, goober, where's the meat? Where's the meat? <laughs> <laughs> I Perfect. long for the day that I can go to a barbecue that doesn't have meat, just so I can say that. Should say it before they pull the meat out of the fridge. Tell them to hurry up and cook it. Get in there fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone should open a butcher's called Goobers, and anyone that comes in and says, yo, Goober, where's the meat, gets 5% off. That could be our next uh, code word for Rip and Roddy's Rib Shack. Could be, yeah. We where's should the suggest meat? that to them. Yo, Goober. Yo, Goober, where's, where's the, the meat? meat? But you have to yell it. <laughs> you have to say it when you get there. You have to stand up and scream it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Goober. Yo, Ruddy. Nah, Goober. It's got to be Goober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to impress people here, Lisa. You don't win friends with salad. 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 Now, that pitch, like that was originally a line in the script and I think it was one of those moments that just caught fire in the writer's room. So I reckon they, they were sort of reading it. They would have started laughing and it's just built from one thing to the next. I love the way Marge comes in gets, so unexpectedly. Yes. Yep. The, the fact that like, I mean, Homer and Bart disappear from the screen. They both re-enter the screen, but you don't hear her voice straight away. No. It's not until you they leave it long enough to sell the idea that it's just Homer and Bart still doing it, and then she's there. It's impossible not to get caught up in a good jingle like that, though. A hundred percent. Like, when, you, you like be- when the roof seal ad comes on. <laughs> roof. It's in, like, when you're at a party, you might be somebody that doesn't like center, be the center of attention, get us up and dances, but if mm. there's a conga line, you'll get involved. Yep. Maybe it's because other people are doing it, you won't feel as stupid. Probably. I'm usually the first person starting. It's hard it. to start a conga line. It is. Because I've tried and it at what doesn't point work all the time. do you go from just being a man running circles yes. to a conga line? It's almost as challenging as a ten. No. Yeah, yeah. Eight. Starting a Mexican wave. Yeah. I want to see you try one one day. Get a conga line going? No, a Mexican wave. Oh, a Mexican wave. All right. Could we get a Mexican wave going at the footy? There's too much happening at the nah, footy. No, too much there. happening. Yeah. It only works at cricket because cricket's slow. What about a chant going at the footy? Um possibly. I want you to get a chant at Luke Hodge. As you return game. I, have, I think there was actually playing in Tasmania, so that might be difficult. <sighs> Weak. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> I could phone it in. Yes. <laughs> Skinner is then making the kids at school watch the video from the meat council. Yeah, because a certain agitator by the name of Lisa S. No, too obvious. L. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of Troy McClure. We haven't had him for a while. We haven't, and this is prob- this is right up there with the very best of his videos ever. It's I do, really I do good. like the car crash one as well. The car crash is good, but it's not as good. Like, <laughs> firecrackers, the silent the killer. killer. Yes. <laughs> but the we asked a science-tarian or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such educational films as 2 minus 3 equals negative fun and firecrackers, the silent killer. Mr. McClure? Oh, hello, Bobby. Jimmy, I'm curious as to how meat gets from the ranch to my stomach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Jimmy. You just asked a mouthful. It all starts here in the high-density feedlot. Then when the cattle are just right, mm, it's time for them to graduate from Bovine University. Come on, Jimmy. Let's take a peek at the killing floor. (gasps) Don't let the name throw you, Jimmy. It's not really a floor. It's more of a steel grating that allows material to sluice through so it can be collected and exported. (laughs) Getting hungry, Jimmy? Mr. McClure, I have a crazy friend who says it's wrong to eat meat. Is he crazy? No, just ignorant. You see, your crazy friend never heard of the food chain. Just ask this scientician. Uh, He'll tell you that in nature, one creature invariably eats another to survive. Uh, Don't kid yourself, Jimmy. 
If a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about. Wow, Mr. McClure. I was a grade-A moron to ever question eating meat. <laughs> yes, you were, Jimmy. Yes, you were. Um, you're hurting me. <laughs> I love the thing, like, when he's going through the food chain, the fucking ape getting eaten by a shark. great white shark Doesn't happen. from a river. Ever. <laughs> really? <laughs> an eagle gets a sheep as well? Yeah, an eagle gets a sheep. That could happen in Lord of the Rings. Uh, and what else? A dog gets a frisbee. <laughs> that's and the other one that's very funny. If a cow had the chance, it is you and everyone that you care about. <laughs> <laughs> then Lisa. They use this gag a couple of times in the episodes. This is the first time. You mm. can't expect us to swallow that tripe. And then, by the way, kids, here's some here's tripe. Here's some tripe. The other time is Lisa... I don't have to rub my face, rub it in my face. Yeah, and the, the meat hits her in the but face. What yeah. were you going to say? Well, the, I was going to say that the outro to this scene really just serves to highlight how isolated Lisa is in her belief. Like the she one must, thing that yeah. this episode does very well to try to build some empathy and sympathy towards her is that she is very much the odd one out the yes. whole way through. So anywhere that she's looking for some form of uh, friendship or understanding, she just isn't getting it from anywhere. But I do occasionally have people. Literally making fun of her for being vegetarian. Yeah. The kids do it. Yeah. They marry a carrot. Yeah, exactly. I, that that whole scene's very good as well, actually, as far as the way... They respond to, oh my God, she admitted it. That's yeah, kids the way like. kids tease. Yes. That was very well nailed. I feel like a writer got teased on his way to work that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for the barbecue. Barney rocks up with the beer keg. Where can I fill it up? A little bit of a subtle uh, bit of animation here of the Barton Millhouse running through the crowd of adults at the barbecue. Just yeah. adds a sense of realism to it. It's yeah. not just adults staying there. There's, that's what kids do at parties. They just fucking run around having fun. Yeah. Then we get Homer spraying the two bottles onto the barbecue. Now, this is a throwback to Treehouse of Horror 1. The gag here being yeah. the barbecue doesn't explode. Doesn't explode. Even though he puts, he puts two twice on. as much on. Yes, yes, that's it. Lisa then brings the gazpacho. She's saving the day for everybody. You don't have to eat meat. Mm. Have you ever had gazpacho? No, nor have I had borscht. What's that? Much the same as gazpacho. Okay. Have you ever it's eaten a t- cold tomato soup? Have you ever had soup, cold soup at all? Um, I've eaten cold vegetable soup. No, I don't soup. reckon I have. I eat soup out of a tin. Legit. Like the chunky soups. Listeners can't see the face I just made, but <laughs> I'm not entirely sure my eyebrows are ever going to come back to their <laughs> natural position. Literally chunky soups. I take them to work. Chunky soups out of a tin. Yeah. It tastes like Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at work says you want me to heat them up for you? Fine, how it is. <laughs> I think it to me it tastes better out of the tin. I like it. I don't know why. Same like cold pizza. I prefer pizza cold. Yeah, but yeah, look, I got no problem with pizza cold. As do most normal people, Brendan. But yeah, I don't know about prefer, but I mean it's uh, anyway. Um, I prefer cold pizza to microwaved pizza. I get the, the, the chunky soup. I just eat the vegetables and meat out of it, and then chuck away the, the liquid. Right, you let that sluice through to yes. the bottom. <laughs> Basically, getting back to the barbecue, basically everything is just emphasizing how no one's taken her serious as a vegetarian. They're all la- they all laugh at her. Mm. She goes back inside. She goes back to a bedroom. Actually, she's quite embarrassed. There was a nice little animate that I, we always talk or try to highlight wherever we can, like the uh, the animators popping in realistic details. I like that Santa's little helper is in the barbecue, asleep on the ground. And then as soon as they all start laughing, lifts his head up like, well, what's going on? Yeah. And then when we later see the backyard, he's the only person paying any attention to the gazpacho. Yeah, he's looking it on the table. So then we get the moment you mentioned earlier with Hibbert and Wiggum. Mm-hmm. Just Diagnosis? Like, Delicious. <laughs> a hot beef injection. Uh, we get the rabbit in your face gag. Homer then reveals the pig. Okay, everybody. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The pig to resistance. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Look at his nose. 
<laughs> Congratulations, Homer. Your cue is a huge success. Hey, a toast to the host you can boast the most roast. <laughs> Thanks, Flanders. I have to agree that everything certainly... Huh? <gasps> Bart, no! What? Sorry, force of habit. Lisa, no! Lisa comes out of nowhere with... What is it, just a ride-on mower or something? Yeah, it looks like a ride-on mower. Tractor or something. How did she get out with it? So, this is a question that the writers actually brought up while in the audio commentary as well. What was the answer? They didn't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need one. (laughs) No, it was a case of, I assumed she stole it from Flanders' house. It's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little slimy. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. It's good. I know. You know, Smithers, I think I'll donate a million dollars to the local orphanage. When pigs fly. (laughs) 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 Will you be donating that million dollars now, sir? No, I'd still prefer not. We stole this line for the cover of our book, didn't we? Uh, parlayed. <laughs> just a little unauthorized, which is still available in stores. Homer's Odyssey and a Big and Simpsons Guide. If you haven't got it yet, check it out. Please do. If you have got it, buy it for someone else. That's it. I love the Mr. Burns line here. It's so perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna do, what is it? A million dollars to a local orphanage, right? When, when pigs fly. <laughs> Listeners, help me out on this, by yeah. the way. I remember when I was about eight, I want to say. So 21 years ago. I read a book. It was a kid's book about pigs flying. It wasn't called When Pigs Fly, though, because I looked up children's novel When Pigs Fly, okay. and that is not it, because that came out in 2001. Wasn't Pigs in Space? No. It w- but there was some some form of like fantasy land. Another thing that I seem to remember about it is that a truck traveling over a bridge full of jelly like, tips over, and the jelly crystals fall into the river, and you get a river of jelly. They're the only two things that I remember from this novel. But if anyone out there has stumbled across it, please write in or send us a message on Facebook and because I would love to track it down. Not when pigs fly. It's not the 2001 when pigs fly. Okay. Well, I seem to be able to find it's when pigs fly, but I'm going to make it my mission to try and mm. find it for you. Speaking of, it's Mitch's birthday this week. Last week because we're recording. Not for the patrons. Oh, wait, it is for the patrons because yeah. we're recording two weeks in advance. Yeah. Happy birthday for last week. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're now 30 years old. It was 22 <laughs> years ago. I am. Did I? I don't think I spoke about this last episode, how quickly I got old. No, you didn't. It's, it's fucking hit me like this. Like I. The other night, I I used to be able to have coffee and go to sleep 15 oh, minutes Oh, you later. have mentioned this, actually, yeah. yeah. But it'd be fine. The other night, I had a coffee at 3 o'clock, and like midnight, I'm still fucking wide awake. What is this bullshit? <laughs> and why did it happen so fast? Welcome to my world. I'm, I, I just can't sleep. Like, I walked past a doctor's the other day, and they just threw drugs at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went, you need prescriptions. They said, what for? They said, it doesn't matter. They just walked out and put it in your pocket. <laughs> what are you on this week? Um, what have they got you on? I'm on Percodan, Viasol, and Chasmorphamine. Tastes good? Uh, they're all inserted. <laughs> three separate ways? Uh, well, as in like, what, long ways, length ways, three, three <laughs> and <entities>. diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lisa stolen the pig. We get back from commercial and Homer, love it, looking for the pig with binoculars in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry at Lisa and I've got here for good reason. She ruined his barbecue. Oh, yeah. He did nothing wrong yeah. to her. And a whole pig is not cheap. No. that Like, if nothing else. Yeah. 
And not only his barbecue, she's ruined everyone else's barbecue. She spoiled the day she's for everybody. Spoiled the town's barbecue. And then the little bitch is sitting there saying, "I'm not apologising because you're the one that's wrong. I've yeah. done nothing wrong." They do a really good job of making her. They're not painting her in a bad way, but and painting vegetarians in a bad mm. way. She just doesn't quite see it yet that she, what she's done is wrong. Yeah. But it's good that by the end she eventually admits to it. Yes. Marge, since I'm not talking to Lisa, would you please ask her to pass me the syrup? Please pass your father the syrup, Lisa. Bart, tell Dad I'll only pass the syrup if it won't be used on any meat product. You dunking your sausages in that syrup, homeboy? Marge, tell Bart I just want to drink a nice glass of syrup like I do every morning. Tell him yourself you're ignoring Lisa, not Bart. Bart, thank your mother for pointing that out. Homer, you're not not talking to me. And secondly, I heard what you said. Lisa, tell your mother to get off my case. Uh, Dad, Lisa's the one you're not talking to. Bert, go to your room! Why don't you just eat him, Dad? I don't need any serving suggestions from you! You barbecue-wrecking know-nothing know-it-all! That's it! I can't live in a house with this prehistoric carnivore! I am out of here! That whole thing is so good. Lisa, tell your brother to get off my case. What? <laughs> go to your room. <laughs> I think he says get even like three times. Yeah. He says he tells her when she gets angry at him outside. Yeah. And then he go to your room. So Lisa stormed out. We get the uh, the, the bullying scene that we mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then like basically everywhere that Lisa walks, there's a thing saying eat meat. Referring like, to it, yeah. Yeah, like Krusty Burger or the doctor on the billboard and all that sort of stuff. Is like, and then she caves. Which is surprising. I, I sort of, it never really dawned on me as a kid, but she actually gave in. Very quickly too. Yeah, and that doesn't normally happen with Lisa. I guess that's the pressure of being isolated. Mm, so like, many people are saying you're wrong for this. At that point, she was the only one. Yeah, mm. yeah. But still, normally Lisa's stronger than that. Yeah, normally. But also... She fought the good fight and she not, she wasn't going to win. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. She's just defeated. Now, there's this the end of this episode, as much as I love it, and it gives me goosebumps every time, especially that final moment, it's just wrong. It, like The way it's written is wrong. It's written just convenient for the story. Mm-hmm. Apu comes down and says, I am a vegetarian. He's not. He's vegan. A vegan would never say I'm a vegetarian. Uh, that's a very good point. It's just convenient for the story, for the big reveal at the end. He's actually a vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a vegan would be more than happy to tell you that they're a vegan. Then they'll list all the things that they can't eat yeah. because they're a vegan and they're better than you. Have you, have you, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? That is the single greatest way to deal with vegans of all time. Have you seen that movie? Yes, yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're like haven't you heard? Tart's vegan. <laughs> this is like oh, fucking yes. Brandon Ralph yeah. playing a more powerful version than he ever did as Superman, just beating the shit out of him. And then the vegan police that come in yeah. with their little finger rays. Great movie. I, I think I watched it at your house. I think you said you have to watch this movie. Yeah, I reckon I did. And the girls both fell asleep. Yeah, that's how. No, it, Nicholas stayed awake. Ash fell asleep. Yeah, that's how it works often. <laughs> um, in Ash's credit, I've made her watch that movie several times. But, uh, but if, you, if, if you forget the whole Apu's actually a vegan and this whole ending action doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm. Well, my other big problem with the ending of this episode is that you talk about how the episode is about preaching tolerance and understanding of other people. Mm. And I think a couple of people wrote in saying, like, I love that it was, you know, Apu shows her how to understand tolerance and, and understanding. Yeah, tolerance, understanding, and deception, apparently, because you're just fucking selling tofu hot dogs. Like, you might not be preaching, but you've also just said, no, no one in my store gets to eat meat because I'm going to hide a substitute where you don't realise it. But for him, Fuck off, Apu. If I want a hot dog, I want a hot dog. But if, Well, his argument is if you want someone who's going to work here 22 hours a day, this is what you have to do. No, deal, have- deal with it. But no one's going to buy a tofu hot dog. He needs to make money somehow. Apu's sly. He's always been sly. Never- what do you mean no one's going to buy? No, no but no- so just stock normal hot dogs. Because not- by choosing to put the tofu hot dog on there, he's doing exactly what Lisa's doing. He's going out of some. He's making a choice for someone else. But they don't know about it. 
Well, it least, doesn't matter if you don't know about it. It's deception. It, it is deception, but not to the extent of you saying, Lisa walking up and saying, you're a bad person for eating meat. He's not saying you're a bad person for eating meat. Yes, he is. Just not to your face. It's not as in your face as Lisa. It's the exact same driving force. Different behavior and a different manifestation of it, but it's the exact same level of intolerance that causes him to put tofu hot dogs well, in the stand. Due to his beliefs. And I will not shop at the Quickie Mart anymore in protest. Due to his beliefs, he doesn't want to have to sell meat. But I suppose he sells no, meat. No, but that's fine. But it's his beliefs that he's forcing on other people by not selling it. They don't know any different. They're happy. They pay their money and they're happy. They like it. Which is wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> By the way, why is the staircase to the garden, mm. why is it frozen? It's not a fridge. Is it not a fridge? No. It's next to a fridge. It's just, a, it's just painted on the saying, non-alcoholic beer. But it's still surrounded by fridge, isn't it? The, the non-alcoholic beer the, the, is not the, like just one door in the middle of a wall. There's still fridge either I side thought, of it. Is it either side? Is it the fridge? Yeah. I thought it was just one I'm side. I'm pretty sure it's either side. Okay, well, that will make more sense. But anyway, so what happens? She goes upstairs and what? What does she say? Beautiful little rooftop garden and uh, a beetle. And his wife, Linda. Wife? Still wife? She passed away in 1998. Maybe 96. But the episode. uh, Which one did he divorce? Did he get married again after Linda died? Yeah, Helen. She had the one leg. Yeah, yeah. She left him for most of his money, but he was married to Linda for 20 plus years. Okay. She was. Left him without a leg to stand on. (laughs) What was it going to say? (laughs) I'm sorry. In regards to Linda, they actually pay tribute to her in an episode, The Trash of the Titans, where Homer becomes a garbage man. Right. That episode okay. at the end this is dedicated to Linda McCartney and her, yeah, okay. her face comes up. But so what, now, what do you, what do you think Linda, of this? Did Linda out? voice herself or was Linda an actress? No, no. They, so what happened was David X. Cohen actually went, or was it David Merkin? One of the two. Actually, I think it might be David Merkin. David Merkin yeah, yeah, went yeah. over to meet them. Yeah, he went over to his studio, Paul McCartney's studio, and mm. they spent an hour recording it. Matt Groening was supposed to go, but he missed the flight. Mm, okay. Would you be fucking shattered? Well, if you're a Beatle fan. Yes, in obsessed yeah. Beatles fan. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, yes, you would. Be. Wouldn't you think if you missed the flight, you would just get on the next one? You're Matt Groening. You've got enough money. Yeah, to that's buy. true. <laughs> yeah. You're like, eh, I missed it. Eh, I'll go a little later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got there. They were no longer there. But so, what do you think of Paul McCartney's cameo anyway? I think it's big for the fact that it's Paul McCartney, but I don't think the actual cameo really does much. It's got a couple of good Beatles references in there, like the when Lisa says she's running away from home. He goes, yeah. she's leaving home. Yeah, and like he has a thing about um, meeting a poo while he was doing the, the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna thing. Yeah, sings Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, yeah, but like a poo sings that, so they don't need Paul McCartney. Yeah. A lot of what the main jokes that they fit into this scene are, Paul McCartney doesn't need to be there for. The most preachiest part it's, of this episode is them. It's not as good as George Harrison. No, what a nice fellow. Oh, Ringo, what's better? That or Ringo Starr? I, I like it on me wall. I like the young understatedness of George Harrison. Yeah. Where did you get that brownie? Yeah, so this is probably the weakest of all of the three Beatles appearances on the show. Of the ca- Yeah. But it's still, it's monumental in the sense that Lisa became a vegetarian forever mm. because of Paul McCartney. Yeah. When will all those fools learn that you can be perfectly healthy simply eating vegetables, fruits, grains, and cheese? Oh, cheese. You don't eat cheese, Apu? No, I don't eat any food that comes from an animal. Then you must think I'm a monster. Yes, indeed, I do think that. But I learned long ago, Lisa, to tolerate others rather than forcing my beliefs on them. You know, you can influence people without badgering them always. It's like Paul's song, Live and Let Live. Actually, it was Live and Let Die. Whatever, whatever. It had a good rhythm. I guess I have been pretty hard on a lot of people, especially my dad. Thanks, you guys. I don't, like a, a girl that I used to work with was vegan. That like It sounds exhausting. To the point that she won't eat Milo, which for foreign powdered chocolate, basically, that you stir in with milk. Now, not won't eat it because it has to go with milk, because surely you could stir it into soy milk. But 
she won't have it because it has like milk substitute products or something like that. Or there are like little somehow bits of milk within the Milo. Like who the fuck is reading the ingredients that closely to even know about it? Who what? looks at who looks at chocolate powder and goes, must be from an animal? I can't go shopping with my sister anymore. She's a vegan, my sister now. You go shopping with her, every single thing she's not sure about, she gets her phone out and Googles it. Oh, man. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going. It's too much effort. It's been four and a half hours. We're in aisle two. Seriously, the stuff that happens in this episode, my sister and my dad have Mm. had clashes like this as a result because my dad is Homer. Yeah, right. The way he's just... He hasn't changed. He's always been a meat lover of my dad. Now my sister is like judging him for it. And my sister mm. hasn't quite gotten to that realization yet that it's okay that he eats meat. That's his choice. Yeah. And and that's 100%. Like, I don't care if someone's vegan or vegetarian or whatever it is. It's for the people that get preachy about it because I would never force them to eat meat. It's just a thing. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing about like the world, you need all of that for the world to be in balance. There's no issues with it. But you were making jokes before about how uh, vegans will rub it in your face. You obviously. Think that way to an extent. That um, vegans are snobby. Odd, uh, not snobby. That, but that's but, a gross generalization. Yeah, there are plenty of people who I know who are vegan that I didn't even know were vegan because yeah. they never speak about it. Yeah, but it's obviously there are also the ones that then recently in Melbourne go into a steak restaurant and start chanting at all the people there and protesting the fact that they're eating steak. And those minorities ruin it for all the other vegans. They do exactly. So right. I think as a because you're an avid meat eater, you love meat. I love all food, yeah. but yeah, like I, I don't have a problem with eating meat. People who are avid meat I eaters, get very excited about particular bits of yes, meat. Yes, not yourself, but a lot of meat eaters out there who hate vegans because of the small minorities like yeah. that. Yeah, and and, and then they ruin it for other meat eaters. They yeah. make people like me look like a prehistoric dinosaur. <laughs> yes. So what happens after that? Lisa, a poo, a poo teaches Lisa the lesson. She then leaves to go apologize to her dad. Homer's looking a for poo her. sings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I am that, Sergeant Pepper. Like, that is a funny joke. Yeah. Would you like a song? Like, because why else was Paul McCartney going to be in the episode? Yes. And then Apu, take it away. Yes. I like Homo screaming to the baby's pram, looking for Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa! Lisa, come back before everyone finds out what a horrible father I am. Hi, Dad. Looking for me? I don't know. Are you looking for me? Oh. Oh. Lisa, I was looking for you. I wanted to apologize. I don't know exactly what went wrong, but I know it's always my fault. Actually, Dad, this time I was wrong. <gasps> Two. Huh. While I was gone, I got some really good advice from Paul and Linda McCartney. Rock stars. Is there anything they don't know? I still stand by my beliefs, but I can't defend what I did. I'm sorry I messed up your barbecue. I understand, honey. I used to believe in things when I was a kid. Come on, I'll give you a piggyback ride. Uh, whoops, I mean a veggie back ride home. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. Maybe I'm afraid of the way I love you. It's one of my favorite endings. It, all, it literally gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. I think it's just the music cue, the fact that they both realized what they've done wrong, they've admitted their faults, they've both apologized. And Homer and Lisa just have a relationship unlike any other on the show, in my mm. opinion. They do. We don't they, see many like father-daughter relationships on this. On no, the and there aren't many. And like that, but not only that, Homer doesn't have many moments like this with Bart compared to the amount that he has with Lisa. That's true, yeah. Um, they do have a very unique relationship and bond, which yep. is nice whenever it gets to come out. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? That there's nothing that rock stars can't do. It's true. I learned a recipe for a ripping lentil soup. You actually played it backwards? Yes. Good for you. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time! 
It is mailbag time. Interestingly, your good wife just came home and mm. I learned something about how the Dando household operates while I was on my way over here What's today. Uh, how, how pregnant is Nicola? How many weeks? Mm. Nearly 20. And she just got home from what? Work. Walking. Uh, walking home from the station. I'm on my way over. I get a message from Dando saying, no need to hurry. I'm going to make Nicola walk home from the no, station. No, that's not what happened at all. I said, if, do you want me to pick you up? She goes, no, 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 I'd rather walk. I'd, I, mean, I sit down all day. Uh-huh. But she said, I will call you if I feel like I'm tired. And I said, well, you call me and I will yeah. stop the podcast. I will make Mitch stop talking, stop being hilarious, okay. and I'll go get Is you. Is that how you're going to explain? So how do you explain the fact that you turned your phone off when we started <laughs> recording? You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> Made me wrap mine in alfoil and put it in the microwave <laughs> just in case you got onto mine. So you posted in the Facebook group the Patreon exclusive one today asking for some questions. I did because we only recorded two days ago because you're in the Gold Coast basically yeah. as this episode goes to air. How dare I take a week off? Um, so because of that, like the mailbag normally takes about a week to fill up with decent questions from the episode prior. <laughs> with decent questions. Yeah, look, sometimes you get some filler <laughs> that I don't feel is worth going. Or it's to questions it. that we've already been answered, already answered. People it's, haven't caught up. Yeah. More often than not, it's that exactly. Um, or we get like half-hour-long missives about how you went to Niagara Falls with a mate that didn't want to pay for coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Or we get questions for the other Simpsons podcast. They send it to the wrong people. Has that ever happened? No, that'd no. be great if it did. <laughs> Don't you hate Dando and Mitch? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've asked people to send in emergency questions, which were, like, the, the response has been huge on the Patreon group, actually. So, too many questions. Yeah, like, we're going to run through a few of these, and then I'm just going to keep them for down the track. But before I did that, I jumped onto, there's an app you can download called Emergency Questions. There's also a book you can buy of emergency questions. This is from Richard Herring of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast name. Is that, if you're going to, is that because if, like, if you go on a date and you can't think of anything to talk about? No, this is what he asks other celebrities. <laughs> Although, okay. the, I mean, the idea of the app is you can have it in general conversation. So, he'll have, you know, George Clooney on and then halfway through it, it'll be like, he'll go to his book of emergency questions and just throw something out at him. Okay. So, I was going to rat through, rattle through a couple of those just for a bit of fun before we get into the listener stuff. Mm-hmm. How would you escape from a Nazi prisoner of war camp? Sexual favours. Brilliant. I, I was going to say dress up as one of the guards, but that works. <laughs> uh, you and I could have bumped into each other <laughs> yeah, in a quiet hallway. Uh, do you remember the Rubik's Snake? Please tell me all of your memories of it. The Rubik's Snake? No. no, what is no it? It's a Rubik's Cube in snake form. No, no, what? What? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, through the 80s, there was an explosion of a lot of different Rubik's Cube uh, we only lived in the products. 80s for about 11 months. Yeah, but you are aware of a lot of things that occurred in the 80s. <laughs> yes. I've actually never heard of a Rubik's snake, ever. How do you finish them? Is it just, is a lot of different cubes attached together? I suppose. You're the one that's supposed to be telling me your memories of it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Would you rather live in the waxy ear of a grumpy giant eating only what flies in there by accident and not being able to make a noise for fear of being ejected with a huge cotton bud or live in Cario? I've already experienced Karai, so I want to experience the waxy year. You want to experience year. the waxy year? How much would you pay to have headlights installed on your forehead? They would be called headlights. <laughs> Depends on the price. I'm keen if it's within... What's the What would you go? Two grand? Two grand to have headlights installed? Thousand per headlight? I think that works. What about indicators on the With, back? With uh, permanent batteries, because you don't want to have to come in and get checked. What about like, fog lights? Fog lights would be handy for when you're, <laughs> <laughs> for when you're running to work. Yes. Um... All right, last question from Richard Herring. Let's go with... Would you rather have a brain that could connect to Wi-Fi or an immunity to arthritis? Immunity to arthritis would be much more beneficial, would it not? Because... Brain that could connect to Wi-Fi would be pretty sweet. Yeah, but you've always got your phone on you. 
often have you What if there's no Wi Fi available though? And you can fucking ar- you got what arthritis if you, and if your pain. brain can connect to Wi Fi and you want to watch a movie, you don't have to go to the effort of downloading the movie. You just think the movie and it's in your head. Oh, so you, that's what it means though. So it doesn't just connect to Wi Fi and then just connect to Wi Fi. It actually can you can st- install things on your brain. I assume, yeah. Well, that's changed the fucking whole thing. Yeah, game, exactly. Like, You've got the internet in your skull. All of the internet. Oh, well, there's no comparison to that. Multi tab browsing. How would you clear you wouldn't clear that history, would you? <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty permanent, pretty permanent <laughs> way to clear that history. Anyway, so that's fun. Uh, so a- anyone that finds those questions slightly amusing or good conversation starters, you can find. And we're not getting paid anything for this. I just enjoy the work of Richard Herring. Um, I believe you can buy that at GoFasterStripe.com or download the app, pay for the app. That'll work as well. Um, okay, emergency questions. Jordan Macy Smith, why do you guys leave everything to the last minute? Well, I don't. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think I do either. I like we asked this. Hey, 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 hey! I, I messaged you today. <laughs> I said, like, "Can you come over a bit earlier?" You're like, "No, I'm gonna go home and watch the episode." Excuse first. me. <laughs> we had a schedule, <laughs> so <laughs> it was agreed that I would be here at six thirty. Oh so, yeah, no. So I knew that I had time, and what do you I like do for the rest of the week. No, I enjoy watching <laughs> the episode as close to recording as okay. possible, so it's fresh. Hmm. If I watch it two days ago, all sorts of stuff gets in the in between. I end up coming in here and talking about Wolf of Wall Street for 45 minutes instead of the actual episode that we're here. By watching it straight away, I am slightly less distracted. Yep. Um, uh, Katie Rees, what are our ultimate barbecue items? I love a good javapi. A javapi? Yeah, right. Explain what that is to people that might not know. I actually don't know what's in a javapi. Is it beef? I couldn't tell you. But Mystery they're, meat. They're fucking delicious. It's a spicy meat. It's it's the mini. They look like sausage rissoles. Yeah, yeah, they kind of do. It's uh European, I believe. Yeah. I want to say um, Croatian. <laughs> I sure, a funny story. I feel so, like they're big with Croatians. I don't know if it is of Croatian. We had, so we, it was towards the end of Ford. I used to work at Ford, obviously, and we're having a barbecues every second day, basically, just mm-hmm. going away barbecues. And the first one we let in charge of a Yugoslavian guy at work. His name was. Uh, Spiro. Spiro was his Spiro. name. Spiro. And we Spiro s- doesn't sound very Yugoslavian, Tanto. We called him Spiro. I don't okay. know why. Maybe, I don't know, but we called him Spiro. And we uh, we gave him the money, or gave him $5. He goes, you give me $5, I go get all the meat. Mm-hmm. He's like, best fucking, best barbecue ever, right? <laughs> we get there, we get the barbecue already, all got our drinks and stuff, we all brought our own mm. drinks. Every- <laughs> Who brought the bocce balls? <laughs> he brings out this plastic bag full of nothing but chavapis. <laughs> awesome. So we go, uh, Spiro, where's the fucking. Where's Yo, the, Spiro, <laughs> where's the beef? We're like, where's the sausage? He goes, no, no sausage. Javapi fucking. <laughs> there is nothing better than a European yeah. man that puts fucking on the end of sentences. And he's got his, like, his tongues, and he just wasn't even looking at us. We're like, is that seriously where he goes? Javapi fucking. Best barbecue. Only, only Javapi fucking. <laughs> is this guy for real? So we had like a hundred Javapis just sitting on a fucking barbecue. And was it the best barbecue? It was fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking good though. Um, <laughs> I want to say for me, like if I'm throwing, if I'm trying to throw ultimate barbecue, it's got to be handmade burgers. Like you can't just buy a pre-made patty. You've got to find a butcher, get yourself some minced meat that is at least 20% fat. Uh, or to say at least, you probably want it. You is it high or low? It's higher than what you would find in a supermarket. Okay. So it's a um, you don't want to go higher than twenty, but twenty percent has a really good amount for for the fat to render down. You get a really really juicy burger out of it at the end. The way you want to a make really your burger, burger dander, yeah, you do not overhandle the burger. Okay. You get your mince, you shape it into a patty. You don't touch the motherfucking thing again. Just let it all 
Look at, just just sit it. Just let it sit. Yeah. If you want to make a fat patty, you pot, you push down a little bit of the middle because that burger is going to expand and it's going to come out into a nice little thing. Or if you want to go for a more in-and-out style burger, you yeah. have a bit less and then you put it on there and you smash that bastard in the frying pan, sizzle it as high as you like, as hot and high for about a minute, flip it, 30 seconds, boom. And then you put it in the middle of a square then- wonder bread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's this green pepper welfare burger that you give me? That doesn't look like no McDonald's. But yeah, that sounds awesome. I love good homemade burgers. They're amazing. Um, I do like beef kebabs. I call them kebabs, but they're just on the stick. Mm. Alistair Danik wants to know if we're planning on running any more trivia nights anytime soon. The answer to that would be no. Yeah. Um, Ask Fox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, legal troubles, once again. At least we managed to get one up before the lawyers came it around this time. It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a fun night for all that involved and probably even more special for the fact that it won't happen again for yeah. a while. <laughs> Still, we're in the clear. I we don't are. know. Uh, I, I presume Nick is going well. Um, he's I'm doing Seinfeld shows. Still doing Seinfeld shows? Yeah. Okay, so obviously... I think he's branched to Harry Potter. One now. network not quite as uptight about it as another network. No. Um, should the restrictions ever lift, more than happy to do it. I'm sure we could pull one off in Geelong. We should contact Channel 7 now that they've got the rights. To broadcast it, yes. Yeah, but maybe they'd be able to put their logo on it and go, it's a Channel 7 trivia night. Let's just fucking go cowboy and do it again. I don't... I, I, like, I don't like that idea. <laughs> I like having my possessions. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Tyler Weber just wants uh, movie suggestions. Can be anything. I'm not super picky. I have heard that Black Panther is good. Our man Guy has seen it. He oh, he's seen it? He said it's fantastic. Yeah, excellent. That's getting pretty strong reviews so is far, okay. actually. Um which is an interesting one because I've got to say the trailer didn't grab me, but trailers can sometimes be like that. And I think, from what I understand, this movie is going to have quite a lot of storyline and themes and stuff in there. Like, But the trailer is pretty much just showing you bright lights in action, which doesn't really hook me anymore because I assume that's going to be in there. Um, but yes, it is sounding very, very good. Um, I'll plump for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Uh, you enjoyed we, that, yeah? I fucking loved that. That's been one of my favourite movies for quite some time. Sam Rockwell is so goddamn good yeah. in that movie. It's like, everyone's good in it, but Best Sam... Best actress nomination for it as well. For Francis McDormand, yeah. yeah, and likely to win. Um, Sam... What's brilliant about him is his character is reprehensible. Like he's there's no redeeming quality about him whatsoever at the beginning of that movie. Is he that dude from Twelve Years a Slave? Oh, uh, what's, what's his name? The actor, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah. Um, pretty much a more modern day version of that. Okay. But by the end of the movie, through and a fucking deft combination of great acting, great writing, and great directing, you feel something for the bastard, and it's a. It's just wonderful. Like I sat there at the end, going, "How do I want this guy to succeed? Why?" Like, it's like that when I was watching the Sopranos. Tony Soprano is a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, you've got hours and hours and hours and hours of time spent with Tony to yeah, layer that. That's true. Like yep. this is a side character in a fucking ninety-minute to two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's it's spellbinding the way that they did that. Um, How they make you feel sorry for the the evil um, opposition coach in Mighty Ducks Three. <laughs> Or is it the no? It's Mighty Ducks two. He's pushing his no. It's Mighty Ducks three, three where he's push, pushing his daughter yeah, around, pushing her around in a wheelchair on the ice. Yeah. Um, outside of that, what have I? Uh, what would I recommend? I think two movies is enough. Two movies is enough. Yeah. All right, go and watch those two. Yeah. Um, I watched Speed recently the other day. Okay. That was fun. The bus that wouldn't slow down. Yeah. Um, 
Lockie James, I think this has been done, and it possibly has, but just as a recap, if you could only show one, if you could show only one episode to someone who had never seen it in order to win them over, what would it be? My answer remains um, Springfield or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling because I feel like it encapsulates a lot of different elements of The Simpsons. It depends who you're showing as well, mm. what they're looking for in a show. Yes. Because, like, for example, if it was Ash, what kind of episode would you show Ash? Oh. Would, you, would you go for a more heartfelt story or one that's a bit of whack, bit wacky? No, probably... I'd probably go Homer-centric and one with a lot of comedy. Ash loves... I think a, home, I think a Homer-Lisa story would work with a Ash. Homer-Lisa... Yeah, I was going to say, Ash loves any daddy-daughter yeah. stuff in movies or TV. Or real life, for that matter. So, just it depends on the person, really, yeah. that you're showing. Yeah, but I still like... If you're just picking generic person, I still think... One's got a bit of everything. Legalized gambling has everything. Mm, I do like Lisa's substitute. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. Um... Kel McDonald, do you guys know any other languages? And if you don't, what language would you want to learn and why? I know a little bit of German. I just remembered it from school. That's about it. You know, I know a little German. <laughs> He's sitting over there. <laughs> I'll enter the... Nicola, my wife... I get too much joy from that joke. My wife, Nicola, is actually learning sign language. Yeah, that counts as another language. Yeah, definitely. Arguably more challenging than... A spoken word. I language. would love, well, arguably, a hundred percent. It's completely different sections of your brain that have got to fire. Watching my wife communicate with someone who is blind and deaf is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Yeah, right. I, I think I've explained it to you how they communicate. Nicola, not holds, the blind. What happens bl- there? They're blind, born blind and deaf. Mm. Right. Nicola holds her hands out mm. and signs. I can't do one holding a mic, but she signs. But her hands, and they put their hands over her hands and feel what she's doing, and they communicate. It's incredible. How do they... I don't know. Like, how do they even start, I though? Because what's their basis? That's the thing. I don't understand. It's just... It's incredible. I'd love to learn the language that the aliens speak in Arrival. <laughs> I'd like to be able to talk in circles. Yeah. Um, I've always thought it would be entirely pointless and therefore very cool to learn how to speak Latin. Um, I've never understood Pig Latin. Oh, Pig Latin's easy. You yeah, just, but I've just never really... Un- Take the time to understand it properly. Okay, well, it's simple. What's, what's the basic you uh, take, method of it? Okay, so Pig Latin, you you just take the first letter of a word. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to take the first two. It just so depends on the what word the, is Lebowski. Okay, so Lebowski lay. You just take the L, I'll pop it at the a. end, and put A on the end. Oh, okay, that is so easy. that's simple. I say Lebowski because I got Mitch the stranger. The uh, yeah, the um, the talking stranger from the bar of the Big Lebowski ordering his sarsaparillas. You like that character, right? Love that. Oh, good. Fucking, I love everything about the Lebowski, okay. but in particular, I do uh, really enjoy Sam Elliott's work. Uh, he's great cowboy, great mustache. Remember, I texted anyway, you back weeks, to- weeks ago and I said, I just found something you're going to fucking love. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Latin, uh, the West Wing, Martin Sheen yep. yells at God in fluent Latin, and huh. it's fucking spellbinding to watch. So I would love to be able to. Uh, learn Latin for that. Mm-hmm. I know, like, also from the West Wing, post hoc ergo propter hoc, after that, therefore, because of that. Cool. That's my Latin. Um, also, because it's Valentine's Day, it is actually, we are recording on Valentine's Day. We are, even though um, it was a week ago. Have you guys ever had any awkward Valentine's Day dates or any felon- or any funny Valentine's Day stories with past or present partners? Any Anything for yourself? I got left hanging on by an ex-partner. I went to... We're supposed to be shouting dinner and a movie. Mm. Went to the movie 
and she just didn't rock up. Oh, yeah. What was the movie? It was going. Any so it, was, it was in 2010. I can't remember. No, I can't remember the movie. Okay. But I remember she went to another, probably starred Paul Walker. She went to another guy's house. Oh, yeah, hussy. Yeah, that hurts. And that was the end, my friend. And a month later, I met Nicola. Yeah, right. So Nicola's a rebound. Yes. <laughs> um, Wish. Well, just this year. So I bought. Is in this very day. I bought Ash uh, a dog, um, like a little cute little puppy dog that speaks. It's got a little push button on the foot that it speaks for you. Does it do backflips? Uh, it doesn't do backflips. No, it sings a song. Now, being, Damn it to the we'll, we'll come to it. Being a dog, uh, the dogs in the house thought it might have been a toy for them. So, before Ash had played it, Indy grabs the thing, comes wandering into the room, accidentally presses the button. So, as we're just sort of like laying in the bed watching a bit of TV, doing a bit of husband-wife talk, Indy comes in to be like greeted with, who let the dogs no, out? No, no, no. You, you're ruining the, thro- the flow. <laughs> it was, I've been really trying, baby. What the hell is that? That's uh, Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Let's oh, get yeah. it on. I'm all about oh, that. Baby, 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 let's get it on. Marvin Gaye with a sex. So anyway, I, I I had a dog singing "Let's Go to Get It that's On" awesome. to us, which was um. <laughs> so you know we did because that's at the law of the jungle yeah. when when the dog serenades you. Anyone lick you? Um, anything lick you? So much happened that it's hard to like. It's it's a blur. Um, hard to to decipher what was what and whose tongue was where. Um. Let's go with one final question for the mailbag, shall we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, I'll save that one for later. That's a pretty funny one. Um, or what do you think Mo does on Valentine's Day? I think he sings Let's Get It On to Dogs. <laughs> See his catalogue? See his catalogue. Yeah, that's not a bad suggestion. Uh, probably very likely. Uh, Jimmy Ferruja. Okay. What is your favourite milkshake flavour? Anything that's like double chocolate. Okay, so anything double cho- like as, anything as chocolate as can be double chocolate or just anything that is double chocolate. It's because uh, there's one at uh, Wendy's. And it's called double chocolate fudge. Okay, that's so you want I like get. chocolate syrup and chocolate ice cream chocolate, and chocolate chocolate chocolate. chocolate, chocolate. I love chocolate. Yeah. Okay, if I'm going for a, a milkshake, it's chocolate. Yeah. Okay, I'm a big fan of chocolate, but with malt. Chocolate with vanilla malt. Okay. I'm all over that shit. Uh, outside of that, the cr- caramel doesn't go too bad. Well, I was going to say also Wendy's um, crunchy, yeah, thick shakes that they had. Like I think they were the mega shake. So it was a thick shake with a scoop of ice cream and bro- and like honeycomb flavor and crunched up. and crunched up broken crunchy chocolate bars. Like a cold rock ice cream. Was like a cold rock ice cream that you could drink. It was amazing. Remember the agro ice creams we used to get in Australia? No, Wendy's had the agro. You know agro. Yeah. I remember Violet Crumble ice cream. So it was basically it was just a standard ice cream, the whipped ice cream. They'd dip it in the chocolate sprinkles. Mm. So that was Agro's fur. Yeah, yeah. And they'd get teeth, banana for... Uh, what was a banana? Like the Alan's Lollies bananas? Yeah, yeah. So like two Smarties were his eyes. Okay. Like a bubble gum was his nose and it looked like Agro. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm. Nice. You don't remember them? They were iconic. Not iconic enough. <laughs> okay. Didn't stand up to the Bubble O Bill. <laughs> they were pretty good. Then they were taken out by the Maxi Bonds. Oh, imagine if you could get them side by side, stop motion animation... Agro and Buffalo Bill recreating the na- the Man with No Name trilogy. 
That would take time. It would take time. It'd be fantastic <laughs> to watch. Time and a shitload of ice cream. Yes, that's it. Alrighty, is that all we have for the mailbag this week? That's it for the mailbag this week on this Valentine's Day. Alrighty, thanks for listening to our review of Lisa the Vegetarian. Hope you enjoyed it. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Keep sending your questions in. Please, if you've got time as well this week, chuck us a review, five stars if possible, on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at fourfingerpod, Instagram, at fourfingerdiscount. And don't forget, on Patreon, there's plenty of exclusives you can get if you are a $2 plus patron you get access into the exclusive uh, Four Finger Discount Facebook group where we engage with people every single day on there don't we Mitch most days it's, it's awesome people people just engage with each other it's fantastic it's a mm. great community of Simpsons fans people who listen to the show $1 plus gets you access into this month's draw and this month's draw is for those shoes isn't it? aren't they Mitch? Is, have you put a photo of it I haven't that, I'm yeah. going, well they, it's up there now okay. by the time they listen to this by the time they listen to yes. this yes it's the Simpsons shoes so $1 Subscriber get access Minimum to the draw. Minimum of $1 per month yes. gets you into the draw. And for $5 plus per month, you get the show a week earlier, which is pretty damn cool if you ask me. Mm. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Uh, well, on this Valentine's Day, Dando, I think there is only one appropriate way to go out. I was walking in my lab late one night when suddenly, to my surprise, they did the mash. They did the monster mash. I forgot some lyrics. <laughs> And skip to the chorus. Believe it was a graveyard smash. Next week on Four Finger Discount. Did anyone see the movie Tron? No. 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 Yes. I mean, I mean, no. No.